This is an audio version of A Freshman Year During the AI Mid-Game, My Approach to the Next Year, by Buck Schlegeris, published on the 14th of April 2023. I recently spent some time reflecting on my career and my life, for a few reasons. It was my 29th birthday, an occasion which felt like a particularly natural time to think through what I wanted to accomplish over the course of the next year. It seems like AI progress is heating up, and it felt like a good time to reflect on how Redwood has been going because we've been having conversations with funders about getting more funding. I wanted to have a better answer to these questions. First, what's the default trajectory that I should plan for my career to follow? And what does this imply for what I should be doing right now? And how much urgency should I feel in my life? How hard should I work? How much should I be trying to do the most valuable-seeming thing versus engaging in more playful exploration and learning? In summary... For the purposes of planning my life, I'm going to act as if there are four years before AGI development progresses enough that I should substantially change what I'm doing with my time. And then there are three years after that before AI has transformed the world unrecognisably. I'm going to treat this phase of my career with the urgency of a college freshman looking at their undergrad degree. Every month is 2% of their degree, which is a non-trivial fraction. But they should also feel like they have a substantial amount of space to grow and explore. Heading, the AI mid-game. I want to split the AI timeline into the following categories. The early game, the mid game, and the end game. So the early game, during which the interest in AI is not mainstream. I think this ended within the last year. There's a crying face here. The mid game, during which interest in AI is mainstream, but before AGI is imminent. During the mid game, the AI companies are building AIs that they don't expect will be transformative. The alignment work we do is largely practice for alignment work later rather than an attempt to build AIs that we can get useful cognitive labour from without them staging coups. And for the purpose of planning my life, I'm going to imagine this as lasting four more years. This is shorter than my median estimate for how long this phase will actually last. And the end game, during which AI companies conceive of themselves as actively building models that will imminently be transformative, and that pose existential takeover risk. During the end game, I think that we shouldn't count on having time to develop fundamentally new alignment techniques or insights. Except, maybe if AIs do most of the work? I don't think we should count on this. We should be planning to mostly just execute on alignment techniques that involve ingredients that seem immediately applicable. And for the purpose of planning my life, I'm going to imagine this is lasting for three years. This is about as long as I expect this phase to actually take. I think this division matters because several aspects of my current work seem like they're optimised for mid-game, and I should plausibly do something very differently in the end-game. Features of my current life that could plausibly change in the end-game? Here's a list. First, I'm doing blue-sky alignment research into novel alignment techniques. During the end-game it might be too late to do this. Next, I'm working at an independent alignment org and not interacting with labs that much. During the end-game, I probably either want to be working at a lab or doing something else that involves interacting with labs a lot. I feel pretty uncertain about whether Redwood should dissolve during the AI endgame. Next, I spend a lot of my time constructing alignment cases that I think analogous to difficulties that we should expect to face later. During the endgame, you probably have access to the strategy observe or construct alignment cases that are obviously scary in the models you have, which seems like it partially obsoletes this workflow. And the last point, Doing research that is practice rather than an actual attempt at aligning models or safely extracting cognitive labour from them. Some of the work I expect to want to take over concerned people to do during the end game is probably very practical or empirical. But I expect us to also want to do some difficult to empirically ground work to answer questions like 
How could this particular model be scarily misaligned? How might our alignment strategy have failed such that this particular model will try to kill us? That's the end of that list. One core question here is, how is my impact distributed between work I do in the mid-game versus the end-game? As in, how much of my career value do I expect to lose if I suddenly die at the end of the mid-game? So here the author's broken down mid-game impact and end-game impact into a series of points. So here are the points for mid-game impact. The main mechanism here is that I think I, as part of Redwood, have a shot at developing alignment techniques or other knowledge that make a serious difference to the alignment plan that can then be adopted by AI labs with no further actions from me or Redwood. Secondarily, I think we have a shot at developing an alignment research methodology and or organisational structure that allows Redwood and maybe the broader alignment community to do much more good work during the mid-game. Other mid-game impacts I can have? Helping other people to gain skills such that they have a really big impact in the endgame? And setting up an organisation which lasts into the endgame and is really productive at doing something crucial? And here are the points for endgame impact. I've been assuming that most of my impact was in the mid-game, but after thinking about it more over the last few weeks, I'm now less sold on that. Mechanisms by which Redwood-style back-chained alignment researchers might have a lot of impact in the endgame. This is a list of different mechanisms. The first one, being an expert on some particular thing which is extremely useful when trying to align AIs or safely extract cognitive labour from them. When I'm thinking about this, I'm mostly trying to imagine the head of the alignment department in an AI lab being ecstatically delighted to be able to hire me and saying, I'm so glad we're able to work with Buck. It's so incredibly convenient that he has been obsessively focused on this topic for the last four years and he's already understood a bunch of the ins and outs. If it wasn't for him, we'd be yoloing stuff way more. This could be a class of techniques, for example, interpretability or MAD. Or this could be a certain aspect of the alignment situation from a more technique agnostic perspective. For example, it seems pretty plausible to me that when we're using AI to make lots of autonomous decisions, we'll have some limited budget to oversee those decisions, such that we can afford to oversee like 0.1% of them. And we'd really like to be smart about which 0.1% to review, so that we maximise the probability of catching bad actions. There are lots of different approaches you might use here. For example, you probably want to try some kind of anomaly detection, and you probably also want to concentrate oversight on examples where the AI action was higher stakes. If I or some Redwood people obsessively focused on the version of this problem that we expect to happen with TAI, I can imagine us being incredible hires due to having so much relevant experience and cached thinking. As another example, if I decided to just focus on anti-adversarial training, it's easy to imagine being way more familiar with that problem than anyone at an AI lab. That was the end of the first mechanism by which Redwood-style back-chained alignment researchers might have a lot of impact in their endgame. Here's the second example. Having a bunch of practice at thinking about AI alignment in principle, which might be really useful for answering difficult to empirically resolve questions about the AIs being trained. And the last example, being well prepared to use AI cognitive labour to do something useful by knowing a lot about some research topic that we end up wanting to put lots of AI labour into. Maybe you could call this preparing to be a research lead for a research group made up of AIs, or preparing to be good at consuming AI research labour. Heading, pacing. A freshman year. I think I want to treat my next year with the pacing of a freshman year in a US undergrad degree for someone who wants to go into startups and thinks there's some chance that they'll want to graduate college early. I think that people going into their freshman year should be thinking a little bit about what they want to do after college. They should understand things that they need to do during college in order to be set up well for their post-college activities. For example, they probably want to do some research as an undergrad and they probably need to eventually learn various math. But meeting those requirements probably isn't going to be where most of their attention goes. 
Similarly, I think that I should be thinking a bit about my AI endgame plans and make sure that I'm not failing to do fairly cheap things that will set me up for a much better position in the endgame. But I should mostly be focusing on succeeding during the mid-game, at some combination of doing valuable research and at becoming an expert in topics that will be extremely valuable during the endgame. When you're a freshman, you probably shouldn't feel like you're sprinting all the time. You should probably believe that skilling up can pay off over the course of your degree. Every month is about 2% of your degree. I think that this is how I want to feel. In a certain sense, four years is a really long time. I spent a reasonable amount of the last year feeling kind of exhausted and wrecked and rushed. And my guess is that this was net bad for my productivity. I think I should feel like there is real urgency, but also real amounts of space to learn and grow and play. I went back and forth a lot on how I wanted to set this up as a metaphor. In particular, I was pretty tempted to suggest that I should think of this as a sophomore year rather than a freshman year. I think that freshmen should usually mostly ignore questions about career planning, whereas I think I should, for example, at least spend some time talking to labs about the possibility of them working with me or Redwood in various ways. I ended up choosing freshman rather than sophomore because I think that three years is less reasonable than four. So my plan is something like, first, this is a list of points. First point, put a bit of work into setting up my AI endgame plans. For example, talk to some people who are at labs and make sure they don't think that my vague aspirations here are insane. I'm interested in more suggestions along these lines. Next, I think that if I feel more like I've deliberated once about this, and that's a link to an essay with the title Deliberate Once, I'll find it easier to pursue my short-term plans wholeheartedly. Next point in the plan? Mostly, like with 70% of my effort, push hard for succeeding at my mid-game plans. And the last point in the plan? Spend about 20% of my effort on learning things that don't have immediate benefits. For example, I've spent some time over the last few weeks learning about generative modelling, and I plan to continue studying this. I have a few motivations here. Firstly, I think it's pretty healthy for me to know more about how ML progress tends to happen, and I feel much more excited about this subfield of ML than most subfields of ML. I feel intuitively really impressed and admiring of the researchers in this field, and it seems healthy for me to have a research field with researchers who I look up to, and who I wholeheartedly believe I can learn a lot from. And secondly, I have a crazy take that the kind of reasoning that is done in generative modelling has a bunch of things in common with the kind of reasoning that is valuable when developing algorithms for AI alignment. That was an audio version of A Freshman Year During the AI Mid-Game, My Approach to the Next Year, by Buck Schlegeris, published on the 14th of April 2023. This reading was by Perrin Walker and produced by Type 3 Audio.